Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, friends and family. Welcome to 2018. And we are starting the new year with part two with my podcast with Nassim Haramine, which I'm so excited about. Uh, apologies for the delay. I hope that everybody out there had an amazing holiday. Mine was uh, was fun and exciting and challenging and everything in between. But uh, I'm I'm back at it. And, uh, you know, we're going to dive deeper into this episode into uh, the holographic fractal containing the information of the whole. We're going to talk about the real possibility of life and other intelligent civilizations. Uh, Nassim talks about uh, the potential for life on other planets being far greater than than uh, traditionally thought of. Uh, he gives his top three changes to improve the world, which is amazing. Um, and so, you know, we just dive deeper in this podcast. If you haven't checked out his work, I highly recommend you check out the Resonance Science Foundation. You go to resonance.is forward slash zen and you'll get 10% off. They have an explorer's lounge for free with tons of amazing information. A fantastic, very warm and intelligent community. Um, I can't say enough good things about the Resonance Science Foundation um, who I went to Egypt with, which was mind-blowing and amazing. And uh, just, you know, being in the pyramids with that group of people, with getting all the knowledge that I was getting, just continuously mind-blown over and over again. Um, so really, really life-changing experience um, and tons and tons of information over at the Science Foundation. So check them out. And also uh, arccrystals.com. Um, Nassim is going to talk about the arc crystal in the end of this episode and you know, when I started to look into it and I started to get the emails around the science and what they were doing with uh, testing it on on plant life, it was just mind-blowing. So you can check out some of the science at artcrystals.com. And uh, they actually gave me a code. I don't know how long it's going to work for, but it's Matt Belair Live. And if you're interested in grabbing one, uh, you can use that and you'll get 10% off. I'm not sure for how long for. They might keep it for a short time. They might keep it for a long time. Um, but... You know, I wear it every day. I charge my water with it. And I have talked to William Brown, who is also on the podcast, about, you know, uses for it. And they're releasing more and more studies with charging the water with this crystal. So it's really mind-blowing stuff. So we're going to get into all of that this episode. Um, thank you guys so much for joining me in a new year. I'm wishing you all of the best the, this new year. And I'm so grateful that, uh, you know that uh, you guys are here and um, that it's growing and the word is getting out because, uh, you know, some of these guests like Nassim and Michael Tellinger and Sandra Walter and just everybody else, they, they're just really beautiful uh, people with, with really profound information. And I look forward to bringing you more incredible guests um, in 2018. So uh, if you want to support the show, you could leave a review. You could share an episode. Uh, you could check out mattbelair.com forward slash store. And that's where you're going to get things like the Resonant Science Foundation. Art Crystals is going to be on there shortly. I uh, just got to put it up. And, uh, you know, some other really cool stuff coming down the pipe. And I'm, I'm experimenting with a lot of stuff right now. So there's really cool things uh, coming down the line. And you can check out, uh, you know, the email list and uh, a free lucid dreaming book and guided meditation if you want just go forward slash lucid dreaming at mattbelair.com so that's it so what i'd like to do for this episode since we're in 2018 and uh, i've kind of slacked because i think we're a few days in uh third um but uh what i'd invite you to do is just first as always just relax your mind so taking a deep breath in through your nose setting the intention to come to peace and harmony and relaxation just let that breath out slowly and take another deep breath in through your nose. And this time pull the energy from the air and the universe and spirit. And just imagine this white powerful light filling your lungs and every 
cell and every molecule of fiber of your being, just charging you with source energy. And just again, let it out slowly. And now as you continue your deep breathing, I want you to imagine this powerful light coming down from the universe and just pulsing through every cell and every molecule of your being. See the energy from the earth coming up and meeting you in the center of your heart. And these two energies mix together, the power of the earth, the power of spirit, and then the power of you, your heart at the center. And just see all these energies alchemize. And then just kind of span out a little bit and see yourself as this light being, not as your physical body, but as this powerful being of light. And as you see these energies mix, I want you just to imagine what a perfect 2018 would be. Just imagine that 2018 is the best year your entire life. Everything that you could hope and dream of comes true. Just see yourself navigating the year with peace and ease and good luck and good fortune and abundance and success and inner peace and inner knowing. To see yourself moving throughout the year with joy and happiness and just connect with the feeling of what it would be like if everything that you were hoping for would come true. And as you enjoy this feeling, connect to the perfect 2018, just set that intention for yourself now that 2018 will be everything that you need, that you will go through with peace and ease. You will co-create with an ability to, to surrender that the universe has your best interests at heart. So everything that happens to you is for your highest good. It's just realigning you to get to your goals and your dreams and your heart connection quicker. And as you connect with this energy, I want you to allow it to flow through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. Then I want you to send this energy out to your friends, to your families, to your coworkers, to everybody you meet on the street and just wish them the best 2018. Just hope and wish for them that everything that they need to happen for their highest growth comes true. Sending love and supportive energy all around. And as you send that energy out, to all beings on the planet just see that energy come back to you and then give yourself love and appreciation and gratitude and just allow that energy to come back magnified knowing that we are all in this together so you can stay in this feeling as long as you'd like and when you're ready let's get into it with part two with Nassim Haramin You can imagine right away if that equation is correct. And as you said, it's been confirmed by experiments now. That means we start to understand the source of mass. That means we might be able to control mass. We might be able to control gravity, right? Very quickly from these equations. It leads directly to gravity control. Now we're getting back to that. Um, but as well, when I did these equations, the thing that blew my mind that was so remarkable is when I calculated how much information are inside one proton, it turned out that it was the same amount of information, the same amount of mass as all the other protons in the universe. The mass the universe came out in one proton. Okay? So, so, so take my example of the grain of sand and, and, the, and the bubble the size of the diameter between the sun and Alpha Centauri, and you're putting the sand in there, and you're calculating the mass of all the sand in there, and it turns out it's the mass of the universe. Okay? And so basically, right, think about it this way, that the proton is not isolated. The proton has all the information of all the other protons in the universe inside it holographically right imprinted on the structure of space and um you know people might say what the heck is he talking about like he has the mass of the universe inside the pro imagine an equation in which you have the mass of the universe okay in it and by the time you solve the equation which is not a very long equation you end up with the exact mass of one proton in the universe and it's exact by like 
eight digit accuracy like after the like significant digit i mean it's super exact right if you start with the mass of all the protons in the universe and you end up with the mass of one proton and it's exact just by their relationship and so um and so but but basically just by the relationship of the mass of all these these uh uh, bits of information relative to the surface of the proton, right? And and it produces the correct answer. Well, of course, then you start to think, okay, so then the proton is that stable because the mass of the universe is inside and the mass of the universe is outside. So it produces a boundary condition in the structure of space that's ex like a bubble that's really, really stable. We've never seen a proton decay ever, right? It's the most stable thing in the, that we've ever encountered. So now, now you start to think, oh, maybe then mass and energy is the result of information flowing in and flowing out, like in relation, you know, with the field. So, so everything is feeding into the field and the field is feeding back the information in terms of how it organizes in the space. Now you're actually getting to the source of reality. The, how things actually come to be organized the way we see them. And biology as well. Right? And then eventually consciousness. So this was a really long answer to your question. But basically... <laughs> amazing? <laughs> Basically, now you can start to think, well, maybe consciousness is actually just the feedback of this information between the field and you. And mm. so that consciousness is not a thing that's produced in your head. Like the, radios, the radio box you have on your desk is, doesn't have the band in it, but it's tuned into a field of information. Maybe you're tuned into a field of information and you're your transceiver right you're receiving and transmitting and so you're transmitting information by what you do and how you interpret the field and you're receiving information interpreting the field and it's continuously feeding back into the film you're participating in a universal field of information in a global field of information what rupert Sheldrake called the morphogenetic field of the world and so all of a sudden um all of a sudden a whole lot of things starts to make a whole lot of sense right for instance very esoteric ideas like very esoteric things that were measured for instance remote viewing might think of remote viewing as something really esoteric but actually it was measured and these measurements were published in peer-reviewed journals the best journals in the world you know in the 70s showing that definitely uh you know with non-trivial statistical analysis most people are able if they concentrate to remote view a place that they've never been at uh with like some 80 percent accuracy okay how is it that somebody can remote view something somewhere they've never been at well if all the information is in every point and you're interacting with this field, then you have access to the information. You see, things like entanglement in, la in laboratories start to make sense. How particles all of a sudden can be entangled in such a way that if you change this particle, this one change instantaneously, right? Because of course, if both have all the information of all things, then you can, have this condition where you you can measure entanglement between two particles in fact what this says is that the whole universe is entangled every particle is entangled with every one every other one you cannot separate particles from the whole they're all part of this one field that's interacting and that 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 leads directly to many of the things you see in in ancient knowledge all around the world talking about everything is one and, and spirituality and all this stuff so it's a long answer to your question
but we had to resolve the nature of reality to answer it. <laughs> I think I started with one plus one and that happened. So that was right. that was spectacular. Um, you know, for me, I've had a lot of those experiences and, and references like Tom Campbell was on and he's a physicist and he, he was at the Monroe Institute for Consciousness and he was very skeptical about remote viewing and astral projection. And in a short time, he was able to do it and then do it with another person beside him in a different room and remote view the same thing. And then he started to explore the physics of it. And for me, in exploring more of the consciousness realm, you know, if you um, give out an equation, so I'm seeing the equation as a consciousness explorer, um, the way that I kind of feel into it is like energy, you know, um, what is now possible? So when we look at Yogananda in the autobiography of a yogi, his master's appearing on an orb. And that was kind of my inspiration of, you know, as a martial artist, can I break this stone? Well, when I went to China, there was a master that could break stone with two fingers and he did it with his energy. He did it by years of Qigong and he could break bigger ones over his head. So that was unbelievable. I was like, holy crap. Um, and so I see it as this like field of energy. So I guess my question to you, for me, I think, you know, levitation, astral projection, um, all of these things become possible. Is there a way that the average person could apply what you're learning into their daily lives to maybe experience um, reality or consciousness in a more fulfilling and more expansive way? Or and or what are the implications to the scientific community adopting this um, equation and working with it, and then what becomes possible? Well, okay, there's there's lots there, but certainly, you know, it, what's really exciting about these new views, and I I want to I want to clarify as well. I'm not the only one that's starting to think this way. There's very well-known physicists, some of the best in the world that are starting to think this way and, and write theory based on the, uh, this views. Um, for instance, new theories are emerging now talking about how every particle is uh, entangled with every other particle through little tiny micro wormholes. And, um, and that's coming from the top physicists in the world. Um, and and that um, and that the fabric of space is riddled with these connections, um, these connective um, entangled structured structures. And so, but basically, you can uh, you can. Uh, it, what's exciting is that all of a sudden, all these things that are thought to be spiritual, um, you know, like. Qigong masters and all this stuff that like is in the woo-woo side of things, although they actually produce measurable effect. Like when the Qigong master breaks a stone with two fingers, it's like, okay, well, how did that happen? Right. Um, you know, um, all of a sudden and, and remote viewing and all this stuff, all of a sudden, you start to realize that actually that's just physics we didn't understand, right? So it's present in ancient knowledge, like, you know, in various traditions around the world, but it's basically just a level of physics that was never actually well understood. And, um, and when we were, the physics we're reaching now is starting to explain these phenomena. Um, and so I, I tend to venture, and I've said this before, that all spiritual knowledge is just physics we haven't understood yet. It's just the way things work. It's just the way the universe works. And we, the fact that we're conscious and present and be able to even think about it, Right there is evidence that there's something much deeper than the standard physics we've written. Um, and the fact that we were here writing those physics, you know, uh, is already like remarkable. Um, so, so uh, all of a sudden, it opens the door to um, really exploring these 
uh, knowledge base that are present in ancient civilization, but with an optic, with like in the context of understanding the physics of it. Like most of these tradition talks about this fundamental field that permeates everything that the masters are able to manipulate, right? That they're able to modify the behavior of this chi or of this prana or, you know, the, it has many names, you know, mana in Hawaiian tradition and all this, and 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 make it do things, you know, uh, in some cases heal people, in some cases, you know, extract information to be able to remove you, remote view something. Or all of a sudden, that leads to technology too. You know, if you can manipulate the field with your consciousness, that means you can actually make technology that does that too, that does it very efficiently, very powerfully. Now we're talking gravitational drives, we're talking quantum computing, we're talking, you know, artificial intelligence, we're talking, oh my God, like the doors open and the rabbit hole becomes a wormhole. And all of a sudden, you know, going across the galaxy becomes possible, going across the universe becomes possible. I mean, all of a sudden, your civilization takes a huge leap in its evolution. If this is all correct, I mean, what it leads to will blow your mind. It will be the largest step in human evolution since the beginning of modern era and or history as a whole, written history anyway, the one we know of. Um, the, um, the, um, the evidence is that, um, you know, well, first of all, we know, and this is fairly recent, that most stars have planets around them. We thought, we thought planets were really rare in the universe. I used to debate this with physicists 25 years ago, 20 years ago, even 15 years ago. We thought that planets were rare in the universe, but there was no empirical data to support that. It was just a conservative approach to, um, to the world. I thought the contrary. I thought there was no reason why planets uh, many stars couldn't form planets around them from the models that I had developed of cosmology. But, um, but as well, we thought water was rare. We thought that water was a very rare compound in the universe. So our probability calculations for life to be out there was very low, right? Uh, so because we thought, okay, well, we need water and we need planets. And since both are rare in the universe, there must be very little life out there. But since then, all that has been reversed. In fact, we're having a hard time finding stars that don't have planets. And when we calculate the amount from what we found so far of exoplanet, planets outside our solar system, um, the probabilities of planets being able to sustain life outside our solar system in our galaxy alone is in the billions, okay? In the billions, okay? So, so you can imagine there could be a lot of life out there, a lot. It could be teeming with life. There's billions of galaxies. I'm just talking about ours, right? Now, we have about 150 to 200 years of modern technical developments on our planet. We went from horse and buggy in 200 years, right? To being able to fly satellites into orbit and go to the moon and whatever, and cell phones and so on. So I guarantee you there could be civilizations out there that have a thousand years more advanced than us. Now, what do you think a computer looks like a thousand years from now? Right? Well, I, 
there's a great picture of like, I think it's like a few megabytes hard drive that's being moved out of uh, IBM labs in the 1970s, I believe. And it, 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 they have like a semi-truck to move the hard drive, okay? That, that, that's, that was a few megabytes at the time. Right now, like on, on the SD microchip, you can have gigabytes on the thing that's like you can't you need your sun that you need your glasses to like read on it how many gigs there is in there right so what does it look like a thousand years from now i guarantee you it's not something that you're needing a mouse and a keyboard to interact with right i guarantee you it's not anything like that because and as well you know so so you can imagine if you discover that there's a fundamental field that all of matter is produced from and that produces the forces of gravity and you're able to control them, the device you're going to build most likely doesn't get controlled by a keyboard or a mouse neither. It could get controlled directly from you, you know, uh, interacting with the field. Right? Everybody could become chi masters. Everybody could like get to that level where they're able to interact with the field just even by knowing it's there. I mean, those chi masters, they're able to do this because they actually understood and accepted that that field is there early on. And then they start to think about how to engineer it, how to interact with it to get it to do what you want it to do. Right? Well, it's just mm -hmm. like that technologically as well. So, you know, I think if this is all correct and there's evidence that it is, there's a really bright future in front of us if we're able to allow our minds, our soul, our spirit, our, our ambitions to actually go there. And if we don't um, continuously, you know, shoot ourselves in the foot by rejecting anything new that comes our way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, I think so. But but it also makes a lot of sense if you, you know, just kind of look at things and how much we've developed in the last 100 years. And I read something a long time ago about the telescoping of intelligence, and how, you know, it's not just happening linear, we're making these massive leaps now. And, you know, if you just look at video games, I started with Atari. Now kids first video game is virtual reality. So in 20 years, what's the virtual reality version going to be, it's going to be something absurd. And especially we're doing this, I feel like the scientific community and some of it, and we're not cooperating as much as we could be, um, especially between countries. And if we can start to bring that cooperation together with leading science, um, with the intention for good of all, we can really, you know, move, move resources, move technology and moves things and, and progress extremely quickly. Um, well, one of the know. questions... That would require that the military industrial complex collaborate. <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, that's mm -hmm. where we have to get to. You know, mm -hmm. we have to stop um, fighting with each other. And, uh, but as well, we have to change the structure of our uh, financial, uh, uh, um, you know, resource-based structure uh, so that so that actually war is not a profitable um a profitable venture <laughs> you know um and it, i mean that's what's driving the agenda currently is that you know um some of the largest industry on the planet profits from war and from um disturbance in in and in, in the interactions between countries I think in general, um, people, humans are actually very pacifists and, uh, you know, everybody has the same needs. They, they, they need to be taken care of and they need to take care of their family and, um, and everybody wants to be in peace. Nobody wants to be at war. Um, so like this can occur. Um, 
but it, it's and it's gonna take a very big um, it's gonna take a very big change in the mentality um, and that change is occurring the the transformation is occurring everywhere around the world you can see it emerge uh, people are uh, breaking through their limitations and starting to see that they can connect and they can unify with other people around the world that we're all humans you know that um and that we all have the same needs it's not a, because a person is in iraq or in iran or in russia or in other you know that they don't have the same needs and and that they're not you know the same humans you know thriving for uh for happiness and so if we can all be mindful of that and um and relinquish our judgments uh and actually unify then then we can make this transformation happen a hundred percent agree um and i've looked at deeply into the problem and the problem is pretty epic and, and large and ideally things can shift but it shifts i think individually and then through your community and country and all that kind of thing um, mm -hmm. i was curious if you could change one to three things on the planet whether it's a mindset or introduce a technology what would you offer to expedite this process of healing and some people call it the new earth or the awakening or whatever you want to call it i like just to call it improve the planet as it is because right now there's lots of areas for improvement so if you could you know kind of inject something into the global consciousness maybe a belief or a technology or a mindset would you would you add anything oh absolutely i mean i mean so i have, I have three things the you can do thing, five or 20 i'll just, I just said three i don't care <laughs> uh, I mean, the first thing i would introduce is um is um people taking time every day to reflect within themselves, you know, of where they're coming from and what's important, uh, you know, any type of meditation, whatever that, so that they can actually connect with that field of information that they, that it, they stem from, that their life stems from. Um, and so, you know, and, and from that place, then go like start their day and go into the world. Uh, I think that would make a huge difference if everybody did this every day. Um, outside of dogma and religion and all this, just just a self-practice of, uh, of a, a little bit of focusing inward before the focus outward. Remember that boundary condition that's created from the inside to the outside. And then um, certainly I would introduce, if I could introduce um technology uh like um you know technology that extracts energy from the structure of the vacuum and there's a lot it's 10 to the 93 grams of these little plonk oscillators in every centimeter cube of space so if we extract one tenth of one billionth of what's inside one centimeter cube of space in terms of this fundamental energy that uh that I use to solve these equations, um, then we could run the planet forever, thousands of years on one centimeter cube of space. Um, so, like, um, so this kind of technology will transform our planet. This is this is a linchpin uh, because our society, our financial structures uh and our industry are driven by energy production oil industry arm productions and so on and so all of a sudden if there is an introduction of a technology that doesn't require any of this stuff um you know that is ecological and uh that that is supportive of life instead of destructive of life um then uh it could have a very deep deep um impact on our society and i believe that will be the case if we make this trans transition if we 
survive this very important moment in our evolution, uh, an, uh, a moment from where we go from a society that be that believe that resources are scarce, that we are separate and we must, we must fight for resources, to a society that realized that there's an infinite amount of resources in the structure of space everywhere, and um, that we have no need to fight for it. Um, I mean, that, that transition is gonna happen because these new understandings have occurred and these new technologies have emerged. So I think that would be my second choice. And then my third choice would be that these technologies are then brought to gravitational control level, which is, you know, goes hand to hand with extracting this energy from the vacuum and that this will lead to a space-bound society, a society that doesn't live on the surface of a planet, but that lives in space um, because planetary systems are unstable. They don't just hang around for billions and billions and billions of years and never change. They do change. We know that for a fact. They will lose it, their atmospheres. They will change the structure of their continents. They, you know, everything will change. That's a given. When is more of the question. And from what we know from the past, we're way overdue. We've been very, very stable for a very long time, and it's remarkable. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, and I'm not the only one saying that. You know, I mean, Stephen Hawking and some of the best physicists on the planet are all saying we gotta, we gotta find an exit, an exit plan really quick in the next 100 years because it's it's critical and so uh gravity control is the next step that doesn't mean that you don't come to the earth anymore but when you do there's not cement all over it it's the garden it's it's in it's earth and its natural environment um you know so it's it's beautiful uh and it's unspoiled uh by human activity because human activity is occurring in space and it's occurring in space because you have gravity control. So one basic discovery on how to control gravity, which is basically what launched us into our advanced civilization right now. We made a few discovery about the electromagnetic field. We start to understand it and how to control it. And that produced our current society. The next step is to understand how gravity works at a deeper level, which is some of the equations I wrote gives us that understanding. And um, and when we do that, how to engineer it to control it. And that just is pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple and it changes fundamentally our society, of course, because if you have gravity control, you can build, you can build ships in space the size of planets if you want to, you know. It, it, it's like the size of things is no longer an issue. Um, you know, that may be why you see thousands ton statues that were moved long distances in very ancient time because the people that were there had this kind of technology. That, you know, is, you know, it might sound really outrageous and outlandish to say that, but I, the evidence is pretty supportive. So what I'm saying is that that would be my third choice to see the birth of our society into a space-bound society, um, and, and that's that's liberated from the limitation of the resources of one planet only. Amazing! That's a very uh, beautiful answer and uh, very high-level answer. Um, I would I would talk to you all day, and I wish I could. I just want to be respectful of your time. Um, I do have a last couple of questions, and we can go as long as you want. But the one thing that I thought you might want to touch on was your crystal and the new tech. One of the first technological pieces that you brought out. I don't know if you want to touch base on that, um, and then I can ask you a final question so you can get on with your day and work on whatever whatever yeah. exciting stuff you're working on. Um, uh, yeah, the, the technology uh, that we just released is a little crystal structure that's grown in a laboratory in a very special way. 
and that's uh, embedded in a titanium metric. Um, uh, the crystals uh, is uh, suspended in the titanium metric by micro uh, bumpers that are um, that are suspending it uh, in silica. There you go. Uh, and um, this um, um, in silicone. And yeah, so the, the silicone bumpers suspended so it can oscillate all you know continuously the crystal is grown so that um and it cut so that it's aligned to a very specific acts of uh, of relationship to the gravitational field and it is um then placed in a very special chamber from our patent uh technology that um further orients the molecular structure of the crystal to this fundamental Planck field, so that the crystal becomes a little bit of like an antenna to that field. It creates a coherent flow of the information in, in that region of space. And then and I, I discovered this in 1999, and then I eventually was able to do a lot of different tests uh, on these crystals, for instance, on their impact on, you know, uh, molecular structures around it um, because those molecules of other things around it are made out of the same plant field so they should be impacted so I, I used water and then I found that water was definitely impacted definitely modified by the crystal um, and I it, and then if I fed the water to a plant and we've done thousands of tests now we get three to four times increase in the yield of the plant you know the, the plant grows three to four times faster it resists pathogens better and all this so i thought hey since we're made mostly of water let's start structuring the water of our body or you know as well and so how can i make it available for people so that it becomes a wearable technology like a little you know vacuum plant vacuum oscillator technology that people could wear. And uh, it took me since 99, so it took a long time, 18 years almost, to be able to find a way to produce the technology in, um, in a, a manner that was uh, uh, compatible with production level amount of, 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 uh, of putting the technology on the market. And so, uh, it, because the crystal had to be cut very precisely, the amount of, um, you know, the growth of the crystal, all this stuff, the, you know, the titanium structure, how it could be built and all this, all this took a while to figure out, but now we're finally there. We're able to do production. They are in, in uh, back order already because we are at a point where we can produce about a thousand a month or actually 800 a month so you know if people are interested they have to order them fast because the list is growing fast um we're working on getting productions that are going to you know exceed that limitation currently um so uh, so that we can get more and more of them out there you can think as well about it as all these little crystals as well going out there into the field, they're actually creating coherent bubbles of information in the, in, around the world and, and transforming the morphogenetic field. So I'm excited about the distribution of the crystals as well. Um, but it is uh, complex technology and it is, you know, difficult to build. So it, it you know, it took me a while and, and I'm still fairly limited in the amount of, uh, of production I can I can uh, output but at least I I can I can get 800 to a thousand of them a month out so um, you know uh, it's exciting to finally get something on the market like this uh, and so far the results from people commenting and their experience has been remarkable um, and uh, I look forward to uh, to more uh, you know, the more devices are on the way that are, that are going to be more advanced, but as well, you know, uh, people structuring their water, 
uh, and making a difference in what the water content of their body and so on um, can improve, you know, life quality and so on. And I just, I can't say much more than that, but um, you can imagine. And, um, uh, and of course, I have other technologies coming behind it that are going to be very, very exciting as well. So, you know, you would be surprised how difficult, however it is, to, um, to finance that kind of research, uh, you know, independently as an independent researcher on our planet, because it's very uh, contrary to what the standard, um, you know, mainstream is doing. So it's very difficult to find appropriate levels of funding. You know, it's like, CERN is able to get $13 billion to look for a little particle. Um, I'm trying to produce gravitational control, you know, with shoelaces and duct tape. So, you know, relative to, to, the, to, their, to the CERN budget. So, you know, it's been a long journey, and, um, but I, we're finally getting there, and, and so it's exciting. Amazing. 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 Yeah. Well, you know, the research on just the crystal alone is, is really outstanding and it's remarkable when you look at, you know, how structuring the water affects the plants and the seeds and even being resistant to um, chemicals and things like that. It's truly extraordinary. So I'm excited for you to release the rest of the research and to, you know, kind of, you know, be able to um, talk freely about everything that you're up to and then also amplify it you know I, I feel like a lot of people out there are trying to do really incredible work and and they're they're kind of trudging you know trudging through the mud so to speak and so mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm very excited about the day where you you know you're fully activated you got the sprinting shoes on all the right environment everything you need so uh definitely support you and your work and want to thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your message and work with me and my audience and everything that you're doing so I would ask you questions all day, but I know you got to go. The last one I'll just um, ask you, is there is there any message you want to leave the listeners with or any message to humanity, the world leaders, the scientific community specifically, just any anything along those lines? Well, I'd like to let people know, don't assume that you're in, separated from the rest of the universe, that you don't matter. You do matter you are connected and take the time every day to feel that connection inside of you because it's real, it's happening. And it actually is not some esoteric woo-woo thing. It's actually the physics of how you're actually made. And, um, and, and, and I can support that fully with, um, with mathematics and, and physics to, to describe it. Um, so, so don't, don't assume that, um, you're just some microbe in this universe lost in space uh, orbiting on this planet. Um, you're actually part of an amazing will works of nature. You're part of a community. You're part of a universal flow of information. And, and you have capacities that you can imagine uh, if you're just willing to develop them if you're just willing to realize them and actually become all of that what you are like which is already an amazing miracle um you know that that you're alive that you're able to have a hundred trillion cells continuously do incredible miracles to keep you alive um and so uh that's one thing uh, as far as uh, what I would have to say to the world leaders is that, you know, there's a beautiful, um, and, and I don't mean just political leaders, I mean all leaders, whether they're religious, political, or financial leaders, I would, I would say to them, there's a beautiful, amazing transformation that's occurring on the planet. And... Um, and it leads to a society that's much more advanced, much more harmonious with the natural world, and uh, and much more capable of um, of extending itself across space, across the galaxy, across the solar system, and so on. 
and they need to understand that this revolution is happening um, whether they like it or not it it's sprouting everywhere inside all the institution inside the military complex inside the agencies inside the governments inside the um, corporations and it's best to just go with it uh, it's best for everybody's benefit to support it and go with it because it's a beautiful revolution it's a peaceful revolution it's a revolution towards uh, universal peace not even world, world peace it's it's and and here i'm touching on something that you know most people may not be aware of but uh, you know it's it's going towards universal peace and and here i i'm just going to mention that it leads to to the ban on on proliferation of space war space um war um like um uh, weapons of space weapons and space wars and so on and so um this is very very much uh critical at this point at this point in our history and um if we're if we want to survive if we want to make that transition if we want to trans uh transcend the difficulties we have with the environment and with overpopulation with world hunger with um some of the largest you know the depletions of our ocean the pollution of our waters all this um can be completely transformed and transcended by um investing significant uh, amount of time and resources in the development of these new understandings that are emerging not only from my laboratories but from many different sources around the world and not to assume that the way things have been are gonna be the way things are gonna continue to be so that's my message <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I second I that, that i support you i support that message um, you know, I just want to invite everybody watching to check out the uh, Resonance Academy. It's, um, you know, where else can they find Resonance Academy and the Art Crystals? I'm almost all the way through, and it is really a, a beautiful, fantastic course. You don't need to be into science or physics to get immense value from it, although you can go as deep as you'd like. But even just the overview, the upgrade that I've gotten, and the way that I think, and my understanding of the universe and how things are built is, is just so far beyond. And you know, with with what you're saying, you can really you can make pretty big leaps in physics if you take the time to go through the course. So I highly recommend people check that out. Um, would you just recommend that they go there to learn more about you and your work? Yeah, absolutely. The Re Resonance um, website is uh, the Resonance Science Foundation website is resonance.is. Resonance is, and uh, there they can get to the Resonance Academy and take the course, there's 80 countries taking the course, um, you know, thousands of people every month for two hours. I answer questions for all the students, um, you know, and we get to go on these amazing trips, uh, like the one we just did in Egypt uh, every year and connect. But even if we don't go on the trips, we get to connect with all the people around the world that's part of this community. And that's a big benefit of the course as well is that, you get to uh, meet people from all around the world that are fantastic uh, thinkers and amazing souls that are like, um, you know, interested in the same subject. So many people on the course, you know, when we have breakout sessions and all this and, um, you know, uh, faculty academy meetings like the one yesterday, so many people talk about, wow, this is the only place where I can completely talk like this and be open and just top my mind and 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 connect with people that are um you know on the same wavelength um from all around the world so i think it's part of the part of the the appeal of the course as well is the the community that you're actually participating in and together we can make this transition we can make this change happen
Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. And you launched the Explorers Lounge now too. So people can go in there and they can see there's a lot of amazing free material just to kind of get into it. And yeah, the faculty and the people in there, I can definitely second that as being a, a very powerful space to be involved with. So thank you again for your time. Thank you for your work. Uh, you know, we didn't go deep into your whole experience, but I have a lot of love and respect for all that you've done. So um, tons of love and support and thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored. And uh, until next time, may the vacuum be with you. <laughs> All right. Take care. See you later. Thanks, everybody, for watching. All right, that wraps up part two with the absolutely remarkable Nassim Haramine. I hope that you enjoyed that podcast. If he made you a bit curious and you wanted to go deeper, check out resonance.is forward slash zen and you can get a 10% discount at the Resonance Science Foundation. Uh, it's only 21 bucks a month now for the membership and they have the free Explorers Lounge with tons of information. And so if you want to, if you do become a member, it's really amazing. They have a fantastic community, live Q&As, breakout sessions, so you can explore science in the world and yourself. So it's, it's definitely science and it's definitely personal development and exploration of the planet because they, they go that they go hand in hand you can't have one without the other so I highly recommend uh, anybody interested check them out uh, check out arccrystals.com and if you use Matt Belair live uh, you'll get 10% off I don't know how long that uh, that checkout is going to be um, good for but uh, the arc crystal really is some interesting stuff and we definitely made best use of them out in Egypt and I'm always charging my water with it and they're releasing more and more science around what these crystals can do and it's some mind-blowing stuff so they're going to be over at mapillaire.com uh, for slash store as well with with some other stuff so if you want to support the podcast leave reviews are super great um, checking out the store and getting some free stuff like the sync tuition or you know checking out the explorers lounge or anything like that um, that's all helpful and um yeah i'm just really excited to come into uh 2018 it was an interesting a uh, little break that I gave myself and, uh, and I've been really thinking about what I want for 2018 so I invite all of you guys out there just to give yourself a, a few days just to really ponder and think and meditate on what what a perfect 2018 would be and for me I've been working so hard for so long it's this uh, you know decision to always surrender the last few years I've really just surrendered to the highest service and so my life is kind of taking place and I'm observing that and I'm, and I'm staying aligned with that and I think that also for me it's it's getting getting back into simplicity and nature and whether uh, it's somewhere quiet I don't know how it's going to play out but my main intention is the highest service and then also um, a more balanced work lifestyle because uh, it's been really hectic for a long time and, and I'm noticing myself to be uh, out of whack so I'm looking to come back into harmony. And so that's what I'm doing for me, but I, I really take the time to think about it. So I invite you guys to do the same. Just just think and just imagine because then you can create the year. Then you can get focused and you can set your intentions. Um, yeah. And so, you know, what we'll do before we end here is, is just a little meditation. And, and if you're looking to get aligned, uh, check out the Heart Journey creation meditation on SoundCloud that I, that I have out there for free. And it's a really powerful inf uh, meditation that you can do to to bring forth your heart's deepest desires for 2018, your heart's deepest desires for what you want to bring in your life because it is a journey. And what I can get on the galactic front from all my really intense friends that have what I perceive to be superpowers and I've seen them and they're really mind-blowing, it just seems like 2018 is a creation year. 2018 is something that we can all uh, use the energies of the planet and ourselves and consciousness being on the rise and just higher energy states all around apparently and i definitely feel that way too and we can just use that energy to keep focusing our intentions on our highest service on our highest joy on our highest bliss and you know balance what what our balance is in our life and how we want to express ourselves here uh so that's my rant and so what i'd like to do before we we uh just close this episode the first one of 2018 couldn't be better you know with nasim so excited to have him on and it'd be a small part of of what they've got going on at the resonance science foundation um i just invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose 
come to a state of peace and relaxation by simply just focusing on your breath and letting it out slowly. Taking another deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath and just letting out slowly. Allowing all the cares and all the worries of the day to just fade away. And now as you continue your slow, deep breathing, just imagine a powerful golden platinum crystal light comes down from the universe. Hitting the top of your head and pulsing through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. And energy from the earth coming up from your feet, supportive, loving, life, planet earth energy. Supporting you and meeting in the center of your chest and your heart and mixing with your unique signature as a part of both, as a part of spirit, as a part of the earth. And as these energies mix, just feel yourself being loved and supported and connected and powerful with infinite source energy. And as this energy just grows and grows naturally, just imagine what your perfect 2018 would like. What would it be like if everything in 2018 just worked out perfectly? What is the highest vision you can hold for yourself this year as you work diligently over the days and the weeks and the months, just little by little towards your goals, your health goals, your financial goals, your relationship goals, your friendship goals, your experience goals, your life goals? What do you want to do with this year? How do you want to express yourself as a human? What do you want to learn? Just see yourself exploring all of the things that interest you. See yourself growing in every way. See everything work out perfectly and effortlessly. Just connect to this energy and just imagine everything that could go right this year. And as you enjoy imagining all of these things, just connect with the energy. Connect with the joy and the vibrance and the excitement of just shifting and trusting yourself and just enjoying the ride. And as you connect with this energy, I want you to just amplify it through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being, just knowing that universe and the planet Earth and your heart and your higher self and everybody is on your side. Everything is on your side all of the time. And you can just move forth with your days and weeks to come with this energy knowing that you are supported completely. And as you hold this energy within yourself, I want you to send that same loving energy out to your friends and your family. I want you to send that same loving energy out to your enemies and everyone who's ever challenged you. I want you to send that energy out to the people on the planet doing harm. People in our jails, people in our governmental systems, like people in the military, people who are in suffering or starving and need food, people, people who are lost in illusion and addictions. Just send it to all beings on the planet. Send your love and your best wishes to every single being, all life on the planet, that we all may live in peace and joy and harmony. We all may grow and have everything that we need. And as you send that loving, supportive energy out to the entire planet, I want you to send it out to the solar system and the galaxy, all of space. And as you send that energy out, I just want you to see it come back to you, amplified with everything that it's touched, all the beings, all the life, all the energy of the earth and the solar system and space. And it comes back tenfold, 100-fold, a thousand-fold, charging you, supporting you, sending you love and gratitude, knowing that you are an infinitely powerful divine being that can create their reality in harmony and coherence with all of life and all of nature. And as you sit with this energy for as long as you'd like, allowing it to pulse from you naturally, allowing it to encode into your cells, with no effort, sending you love, support, 
and gratitude for all of your endeavors in 2018.